Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to episode 192. Uh, This is Good Guys Talk Back, and we are a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. You can find this podcast absolutely everywhere. I am Nick Morowski. And uh, really appreciate you joining us for some off-season White Sox uh, chatter. Uh, We are on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page. And you can also watch us on YouTube. Uh, Just search uh, Good Guys Talk Back. Subscribe, pass it along, all of that great stuff. Uh, So much uh, to get to. Uh, Some more wonderful rumors and uh, checking in on the MLB playoffs. Uh, with, uh, you know, one team has advanced. Uh, we're recording as the uh, Houston Astros might advance uh, in the middle of this uh, recording. Who knows? Uh, to break everything down, uh, my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey, friend. I don't know if I can bring it down. I'm, I'm not credentialed in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I, I don't uh, I don't oh, get any Lord. high uh, high price stars, uh, you know, with interviews and that kind of thing. But Man. I'm excited to talk to you. I have a ton of Phillies envy right now. A ton <laughs> of Phillies yeah. envy, and I can't get over yeah. it. I'm watching Schwarber hit home runs, thinking, you know, that what, what could have been there. We would have had the worst outfield in the history of known to man. I see Castellanos doing things. I see Bryce Harper doing things. I see uh, all the the team I thought I would see in the South side in the Phillies. I mean, there's just a lot of, of things to like about the Philadelphia Phillies right now, a team that was struggling for most of the first half of the year. They made the decision to get rid of Joe Girardi and their team took a different path and went on a different trajectory. And now look at where they're at and you see what happened to the White Sox standing pat, and then standing pat in terms of of uh, in the offseason, too, and not signing the guys that we could have signed, right? Just for money, could have filled yeah. the needs and decided not to. Yeah, it's uh, this might be one of the first times that we have ever started talking about another team uh, to lead off the show. But uh, they are a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a, a few hours before we started recording this episode 192, uh, Phillies. Uh, clinched uh, the NL pennant. They're on their way to the World Series first time since 2009. And it's loaded with a bunch of players that uh, had some connections here and there to the Chicago White Sox during the last few off seasons. And yeah, as you mentioned, let's start with the managerial situation. I mean, Girardi, you know, they were floundering, you know, they were, they, they just, weren't living up to what the front office thought in terms of expectations. And, and he gets canned and not only are they surviving, but they are absolutely thriving. And it's one of the many different little threads that you can follow uh, as a White Sox fan that gets you so riled up. Uh, I'm with you, man. I, I am excited for this Phillies team because of what, like there's in ways that we thought the guardians that were going to show the Sox front office of how things should be done. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Phillies are doing that. It's like, yeah. Hey, look, look at what we did. Look at yeah. what we did from Dave Dombrowski to, you know, and I know, Hey, nothing's happening until Jerry is gone. Um, but Philly's owner doing it the right way. 
You know, yeah. I've got money to burn and I want championships. Yeah, no doubt about it, Nick. And and uh, as you're talking, I keep thinking to myself of, you know, not even just the people that are on Twitter, but people I've talked to. And, and when we bring up the, you know, what could have been the, the, the miss on the Harper, the, you know, not going after Schwarber harder, not going after Castellanos, all that stuff, even the Machado on the other side of the field and, and all that stuff, people will say, you know, get over it. You have to stop living in the past. It didn't happen. But I almost want to say, no, we have to hold on to those types of things because not that it maybe it doesn't add up to a hill of beans, but we really do need to hold this organization accountable. We, the fans, have to demand more from our owners in this town, not just of the White Sox, but every owner. We have to demand more of the product that we're by, right? And not just say, well, that happened and continue to take the shit that they, they shovel out to mm. us. We should be tired of it and our voices should be heard. And, and I don't want to let it go because I want to remind them, listen, this is exactly what you let pass by. You let another year be wasted. You had a core of some really good players and you didn't fill in around it. You just hoped and prayed that people would continue to stay healthy and then you'd catch lightning in a bottle with a couple signings here or there. That doesn't work in Major League Baseball. It doesn't work in most sports when you don't fill your roster with as many stars as humanly possible your your chances of winning are going to be limited. They really are. Yeah, and Phillies are what? A wild card team. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of folks gave them a chance at all with uh, some of the power teams that were coming out of uh, the NL, namely the Dodgers. Um, and, and here they are going to the World Series. And it, it, I'm happy for Bryce Harper. I really am. Uh, it's tough to to watch it, but good good for the Phillies, man. They did it the right way. They they spent premium money for premium talent. They they went after guys that they needed to fill holes, and not just any guys, but quality players. I mean, how many times were you just foaming at the mouth? You know, cannot wait for Castellanos. Uh, I yeah. remember us recording over the years, I feel like. And, and that was another name that we would talk about. Uh, we, we used to talk about Schwarber, you know, this past mm -hmm. off season, I could have seen uh, definitely a path where uh, that we needed the lefty bat boy, yeah. especially DH. And, you know, he has played in the outfield quite a bit in the postseason, And um, it couldn't have been a, a, you know, more of an upgrade uh, from uh, Jimenez, um, yeah. not, I mean, it's on and on the Wheeler thing. I get, you know, it was his girlfriend or wife just said no to Chicago, to, to, to the White Sox who offered a, I think a pretty nice deal. They offered more, and, they offered more and, and, and they said, no. So what can you do? Yeah. Somebody who doesn't one, want your money. I mean, right. that one is, that one is just purely the, 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 the player didn't want to be here. And that's, there's not much you can do about that. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, I, I get it. We we've got to move on. Um, to just be reminded of, hey, there are other organizations out there that are doing it the right way, you mm -hmm. know. And and it is uh, it is pretty sickening. And yeah. to to have what happened then on Friday um, earlier this weekend with the canceling of Sox Fest, and then you're seeing you know the Phillies advance and everything and. It just this has been a tough weekend, I think. And yeah. I, I know you don't you haven't attended Sox Fest quite a bit at all. It's not something that you've been, you know, loyal to or, or circle it on your calendar. But it's more of the theory or the principle of it being canceled and not happening. That's really gotten me really hot. 
Well, but do you have any conspiracy theories of why? I mean, there, there were it, all that was said was there was a uh, number of reasons of why that you know we weren't uh, they weren't going to have it this year. I, I just can't understand what those reasons could be. Have other have other teams you know decided this already? Have the Cubs decided not to have Cubs Fest this year? Uh, I know I, I don't obviously the the season just started, but I know the Hawks have a fan fest every year. I'm sure it was still too close to COVID for them to have one this past year. I, I, I would, I would wonder if other teams in town are going away from their fan fests and connecting with their fans or, or the Sox just worried about facing the music. Cause they always would have the town hall, right? That would be part of Correct. part of the part of like the, you know, the run of show is it's going to be, they have the town town hall type of situation where you've got Jerry and, and Rick. I don't know if Jerry was there, but you have Kenny and Rick. And, oh, Jerry's not there. No, Jerry's not Jerry's there. Not there. No. But, uh, but you'd have those guys and they'd be answering questions, right? Or it'd be like a panel situation sure. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, you're 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 right on. Uh, so the Cubs are having theirs. That's okay. what also such a bitter pill to swallow here. The, the Cubs are having their fan fest, and uh, th- this will be the third year in the row where there hasn't been a Sox fest. And I, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I've got theories. You know, you could you understood the last couple of years because of of COVID and. Um, all right. I, I understand there's still all these limitations and you're unsure. And you have to book these these venues, I would imagine, months, if not a year mm-hmm. in advance. You know, oh, yeah. of, hey, this is the vendors. This is, you know, there's a lot of different moving parts uh, for this to happen. All the publicity, all the hype, all the packages that they want to sell, the hotel stuff, you know. You get all these different amenities if you want to do the three day or if you just want to do the two day committing, you know, different players in their schedules. Um, yeah, I, I my initial reaction is um, that is really it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic because of the way that this season went. It was an embarrassment, uh, underperforming this, that and the other. Uh, you are going to. Um, deny fans the opportunity to get together and and just rub shoulders with like-minded people in the dead of winter, even after such a horrible season, as mm-hmm. we anticipate spring training where there's a clean slate and anything can happen in 2023. And and I think of it as well. This is all Reinsdorf, you know. Uh, you you fire uh, you chanted fire Tony. You held signs that said sell the team. So for that, here's your penance. You know, no <laughs> socks fest. I mean, <laughs> do we have to say two Hail Marys and a couple I mean, our fathers too? It, it just is ridiculous. Now, if you are and and boy, I was at the I was at the 2017 Socks Fest. Uh, this was you know, just a couple months after Chris Sale was traded and mm-hmm. Ricky Renteria was hired. And finally, the White Sox have chosen a path. And I'll tell you what, that place was jam-packed. That town hall was was almost, it was standing room only. Rick Hahn was getting, you know, cheers. I mean, people had the Hahn and Hahn We Trust shirts. I mean, what a difference it has yeah. been now in the last four or five years. And, and I'm listening to Ricky Renteria, and you'd almost want to run through a wall after he spoke. He he really sold himself to me 
on his yeah. plan and what he wanted to do. It was an exciting time. It, it was an absolutely exciting time. And the last one that they have had was the 2020 Sox Fest. And that was, of course, after Yasmati Grandal was signed in Dallas Keuchel and you know, there was a lot of excitement. Luis Robert is probably going to play in a full season. And if you don't want to have the Q&A where you have people go up to microphones and ask questions to Rick Hahn, uh, to, you know, management, what have you, then do away with that and yeah. just have the fest so fans can get together, you know, and and, and, and just celebrate this organization because they are a fan for the most part of the organization not the the morons that run it behind the scenes yeah. you know th th that is not i don't you know if you get what i'm saying with that no so, i 100 agree if you're gonna have like a q and a have it with like some of the greats that have worn a white Sox uniform let people let fans actually interact with the people that they care about which are the players and the players that have, have your ambassador yeah sure those are the people that you you set up a q a in a town hall with and you know, I here's I, Pat. I, I got I got sorry go to interrupt, but I got no, a great go idea for you. Okay. Twenty twenty three is going to be an anniversary. You know, a big anniversary of the nineteen ninety three Chicago White Sox team. Mm -hmm. You know, a thirty year anniversary. Why not have you know Blackjack McDowell? Have you know have Lance Johnson? You know, mm -hmm. have Bo Jackson? Have Tim Raines? Have some of those guys. Uh, de depending on their relationship with the team right now, have yeah. some of those guys back and that's your panel, mm -hmm. you know, and, and do away with the whole letting anybody get up in front of a microphone to yell uh, at no one wants it. I get that. Yeah. But, you know, just to do away with the whole thing and the several factors that the White Sox name, give me a break. I mean, did they name any? I just I just heard several factors. Did they actually give the factors? No, uh, not at all. I can read you the actual statement. Here, here's the statement from the Chicago White Sox. Due to several factors, uh, Sox Fest 2023 will not be held this January. We recognize our fans may be disappointed the event will not take place. Please check back throughout the 2023 baseball season for updates regarding future plans. If you could be any more vague, I don't know how you would. Um, <laughs> and at the bottom, it says for season tickets, please call. <laughs> <laughs> Change the game. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, what do you think? I mean, what, what, uh, what, what I mean, the obvious several I, factors honestly, are like scheduling issues. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they, they I, couldn't come to a deal on the space. I, yeah. I don't know. I think if they make the play, regardless of what would have had them, if they would have made the playoffs this year, they would have moved heaven and earth to have a Sox fest because that's just, I'm sure there's some type of revenue that the white Sox are pulling in from that of some sort. There's a revenue making opportunity. You don't just walk away from that. So I think it's just the, you said it. There's a lot of ill will right now between the brass and the fans and and maybe they just didn't want to work that hard to make it happen for the fans. I'm not saying they did it and just you know pulled the rug out from underneath White Sox fans and said you were naughty, so you're not going to have it. I think it's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, it wasn't that great of a year. We didn't love how it ended. We're still in a manager search. 
I would I would hope by then we would have a manager in February. I think a manager would be in place, but maybe they just don't want to deal with all that, Nick. But I, they I mean, have, I get that, but they have had it after some bad years. I understand I mean, that. You know, I, it, I understand it, that. I, I, it's very, it's all, it's very curious. I'm sure what I just said isn't even remotely true, but I, I just, I do think that if it had been a winning season in terms of, you know, not just the record, but at least making the playoffs for the third straight year, you can sell a lot of that. And, and you can create some hype into, into the, you know, the winter season and going into spring. I, I just, maybe they just didn't feel hundred percent motivated to do it again. I, I don't know. And, and will they do it again? Maybe they've, they figure, well, we've, we've gotten away with not doing it three years in a row. Do we, do we have to do this event anymore? And I would say that's a pretty slippery slope. And, and in terms of an organization that is, always thirsting to try and grab fans in a sport that is losing fans at a rapid pace. I don't think you can just not have these events where you can interact with your fan base. I have started to notice though, over the last few years um, that certain events have begun to be removed, you know, um, like dollar hot dog Wednesday, huge Mm -hmm. fan draw um, gone. You know, there was that first reasoning because of COVID, like, why isn't it coming back this year? Um, You've had bring your dog to the game. You know, Mm -hmm. other 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 ballparks have brought that back. Uh, That has not been around. Huge fan opportunity. You know, people loving that. I know Um, that was one of your favorite nights. Well, I never got night. an opportunity to do it. Oh, um, you just, but so. I know, but you would go there just oh, hang out sure. with other people's oh, dogs. Oh, oh I'd lick your I face, have, drink yeah. water out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. just, One, I have been there accidentally on, on dog day, and I just, that was a mistake. Um, oh, that was like yeah. heaven on earth for you. Yeah. No fireworks those nights uh, oh. for obvious reasons. Um, and, and then the garage sale event, which is always a, a fun event. And, you know, they used to have it in the winter and they used to have it in the summertime. And mm-hmm. I don't see it anywhere on the schedule for this winter, which was mm-hmm. always a fun, like, you know, it's easy holiday shopping. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of gifts, like under a certain amount. And and that is a that is a money grab there, too. Like, I know it goes to sh- uh, White Sox charities, but still, there's also, you know, merchandise. Uh, they used to open up. um, um the the depot sports depot you know it's yeah. like well you're here for the garage sale you might as well come on in and spend a ton of money on sweatshirts yeah. and other items uh so that i have i haven't seen that we, we know what kind of parking situation and all the lines and the, the inability to figure that out you, you know what I, you know what i'm getting at here it just i seem to have feel like the last few years it's like jerry being like i'm done uh you i am absolutely done trying to make this like as, as enjoyable as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Let's just do the, the simplest thing we can do, which is turn the lights on, on, on day one. And, and hopefully we turn them off on, on game one sixty two. Now, if they here, here's a conspiracy theory, because we've all heard now from NBC sports, Chicago, that uh, Ozzie Gian is going to be uh, interviewed this week. Um, yeah. That's, that's the, it's not only a rumor. I mean, if, if NBC Sports Chicago is, is saying it and, you know, we know what Gian has said uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. He he said, it's not in my plans. I don't know if it's in the White Sox plans, uh, even if they think I can help them for next year. I'm very open to listening. Uh, nobody in baseball knows this ball club better than Ozzie Gian. You want to talk about 
a fan fest erupting, you bring Ozzy Guillen back as manager, or if you feel like there is a, a chasm, uh, a deep divide, something going on between ownership and fans, Jerry says, I can mend this quickly and I can bring Ozzy Guillen back in. Is that the right decision? Uh, I, I honestly, I, I think there needs to maybe be a different direction, um, mm-hmm. but it would energize a large population of the White Sox fan base if Ozzy Guillen was named manager. So you would assume you would know that ahead of time that I, if, what you're going to do. But again, you just can't all of a sudden like say there's going to be no fan fest in late October because guess what? You weren't going to be able to put one together at this time anyway you know what yeah. i mean like you're just announcing it now but that decision was made a long time ago that you weren't going to go through with it i think yeah uh, no you're right there nick i mean it just all seems curious and going back to the obvious uh, or the aussie thing it's that's um i think it's bizarre because in the same day it, it, there's there's all these tweets coming out that espada will be yeah. named manager uh, soon, which, you know, was weird because it was that's a crazy Friday going on. And, and then you've got the, the Aussie being interviewed, which again, you, who knows with all these sources and, and what's real and what's not real. Again, you know, my thought on it, if, you know, if it's not coming from Bob Nightingale, <laughs> it's probably not realistic right now in terms of, you know, a Sox rumor. Um, so I'm waiting for, for that to happen until I believe anything. I just don't know why you would even entertain. Why are you entertaining him to come in and interview if you don't have intentions on hiring him? I think, I think, I don't know what, what, what do you, first of all, what do you need interviewing for? What, what don't you already know? about Ozzy Gian? He's still close enough to this organization. Well, I, I think what you could do is. You could possibly sit him down and you could kind of go over, you know, the roster and just like, how would you have done things differently? Or what are, what is your, what are your thoughts on this roster that we have right now? And what are your thoughts on like pieces that we need to move forward? Like, what do you think truly happened with this team this past year? Well, what were they lacking? You know, what, what could you have provided, um, you know, not necessarily giving a report card on how every player did, but you know, how, how would you have handled the situation? You, you watched it on a daily basis. Um, you know, how would you do things differently? Maybe this time around, like who are people you would like to bring in as your coaching staff? I, I, I don't know. It is odd though, right? It's really yeah. odd when you know someone so well and they are still connected to the organization and you're bringing them in. Like what, how does that go? Again, I don't, I just don't see any, I think it's a little bit, it's, is it disingenuous to, to do all this and uh, to ask him his thoughts and then then not really have him as a real consider, you know, you're not really considering him. I just, well, look at what happened last time in 2020. The, from what we're told, Reinsdorf called Gian personally because there was a lot of smoke that, mm-hmm. you know, this could be Gian's time to come back. If there was ever a time, it's going to be now. You know, Gian's going to save the day here. And, you know, he got a call personally, I think, from Reinsdorf. Yeah, he did. He said, you know, it's not going to be you. 
this isn't happening. Like we're, and then I think he told Gian, like it's, it's Tony LaRusa and Gian, mm-hmm. I think was disappointed from his test, like from, from what he has said, uh, disappointed that it wasn't going to be him, but like, wow. Okay. You got like the absolute legend. You, you got the person that, you know, there's no way I can compete with Tony LaRusa. Okay. Well, that didn't happen this time around, I guess. He didn't get a, nope, not even, you're not, this is not even going to happen. He got a, yeah, come on in for an interview. So that to me tells me that there's something then. There's something really there. I, I, I'd rather, I, I'd rather have him like as a special advisor, you know, like a, a assistant to the traveling secretary who also is the assistant to Jerry Reinsdorf. Like he has Jerry's ear, like, okay, this is, this is really dumb. We shouldn't do that. Like if you respect him that much, put kick him mm. up in the front office or something to, to have like a, a dissenting voice with a Kenny Williams. So we can kind of hold some people accountable. <laughs> you see those guys in the same room? I think, you know Kenny what? That would, I would love Gian. to see that. I would love, that's I would a reality pay. show. That's better than the games. Can we just, can we sell tickets to that to see, to watch that meeting happen? Oh, I don't know, man. Nick. I, I just, I just feel bad for, for, you know, one of, you know, one of our favorite players, obviously, you know, he holds a special uh, you know, place in all of White Sox fans' hearts in terms of bringing a world championship here to be led astray to bring in to do an interview that you really doesn't maybe even have a shot to get. And again, I don't know what he's going to be able to say in there. That's going to really wow anybody. He's told he's put his whole interview on tape from, you know, game one to game one sixty two, in more terms of what he thought, what he would have done. There's no secrets there. You don't have to ask him anything. You've, if you've watched, if you're, if you've watched any of your post game shows or any of your pregame shows, you know where, where Ozzy stands on this stuff. And you, you have all you need in terms of what kind of manager he is from when he was in the dugout with you. So I just don't understand it. If you wanted to hire him, hire him. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. Uh, it is really bizarre. I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, and again, uh, this came after we got this report from a from a Mike Rodriguez on uh, on Twitter, who is an MLB insider, according to his mm-hmm. uh, profile, broadcaster and former uh, analyst for the Chicago Cubs in Spanish, and and he's been on stuff before on social media, like with reports, and you know this Mike this Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> He came out and he had this statement that was posted everywhere else on social media and people contacting one another. And did you hear this? Joe Espada uh, will be the next manager of the Chicago White Sox. There was no, I mean, there was no mincing. And you then had other accounts, as we talked about in last episode, certain food accounts. Uh, A lot of people scrambling to either confirm or deny that. Um, and then, you know, the Marlins seem to be still in the mix. I mean, there's some stuff going around, um, Twitter today from Marlins outlets, you know, saying, Hey, uh, Joe Espada should be the Marlins number one choice. This should be their guy. They should not hesitate. Uh, but there seems to be some concern from folks in the Marlins organization that the White Sox are actually, you know, uh, probably in a better situation and it's a more attractive job perhaps, even though I think a lives uh, out in that area. 
It's all just, it's all just bizarre. And again, tell me when Brown's chicken and Pasqua like has the story when that, when it drops uh, from that Twitter handle. What was your other one? Brown's chicken and five. Oh, uh, five, eight, eight, two, 300 Ed farmer. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, there's just no, sir. There's no shortage of, you know, I got it and uh, this is it and this is happening. And, it's tough to follow, but we want the info so bad, you know, because we, this is how we get things, you know, Mm -hmm. this is how, this is how the white Sox do things. They sprinkle things to uh, Bob Nightingale and they're Mm -hmm. like, you, 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 you put this out. I'm not getting in front of a camera. I'm not putting out a statement. You know, you're, they're not going to hear it from me. Uh, Well, we'll drop these little crumbs to uh, folks that aren't even local uh, reporters. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. And and the beat goes on and it'll be interesting to see what happens as, uh, you know, as this series with the Astros and the Yankees wraps up, if there'll be any kind of announcement in between the World Series and the ALCS or if all things will be taken care of after the World Series concludes. I don't suspect uh, any kind of announcements happening during the World Series teams, uh, regardless if it's with Espada or not, usually teams stay away from making any kind of news uh, during the World Series. So uh, if it doesn't happen in between that, we just have to wait, Nick, and we can continue to read Twitter, read articles, (laughs) and just assume uh, that we know better than anybody else. And we'll just have to wait just like the rest of the world. Yeah, I... I, um... Man, I, I will say that I will go down some some different rabbit holes, you know, trying to follow different stories and because uh, it makes for interesting conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's sometimes when you when something does officially happen, you can go back and you can say, OK, well, this is where people were leaning or this is what they were reporting. Um, but I, I was pretty surprised when I heard the Gian was going to be interviewed. I really was. Um because it, it Could just can do like double duty. Can he do the pre and post and manage? Well, he is such a draw on pre and post. I mean, I he's know. such a draw. That's like why hide him in the front office, uh, duking it out with Kenny Williams when he is. <laughs> but that would be that's is uh, the other awkward thing is like here, here's a guy that you know over the last several years has absolutely made it known he wants to get back and, and manage mm-hmm. the Chicago White Sox. Um, and for him to be brought in, interviewed, and denied uh, another time, it's got to be weird to then go to the yeah. pre and post. Just yeah. you know, and, and and I mean, are they are they disguising the interview as more of a meeting of like this is who we are hiring? But now that we have you here, uh, we kind of want to tell you like this is how we would like you to operate. Uh, you know, when so and so makes a difficult call, uh, we can't have you you know, going crazy on them. Well, that would be unfortunate. And that would go against everything that has made that, you know, that part of watching White Sox baseball enjoyable and what people turn in, tune in for, because they know that Ozzy is going to be, you know, a, a speak for the people. Right. And, and, and he, uh, and usually is, is of the like mind of the fans. And he doesn't, uh, it does, doesn't hold back. And he knows that there's a lot of BS that's being sprung. So 
I don't know. It, it would be interesting. Again, it would be fun. It would be a roller coaster. But I would, like I was telling you, and I've said on this show, and I've said to people at work and and friends and family, if you hire Ozzy Guillen, you better plan on hiring somebody else in three or four years because it's going to be a short stint. He's going to get himself fired again. He's going to say something wrong. The world has not gotten any less PC. He'll slip up. And they'll have to hold him accountable and he'll be gone. So you better win within the next couple of years if that's who you're bringing in because it's just not going to last long, Nick. And you and I know that. He's not uh, – he doesn't have a long shelf life. It's zero to 60. I, I would say it would really be zero to 60. Um, you know, I, I would – Again, like going back to my SaxFest kind of comment, and if you really feel like you have lost the fans, then one of if, then Jerry makes another move and says, you know what? Then let's go this route. Like let's like if we're losing, if we're hemorrhaging season ticket holders and people are not happy, this is how I know we'll get people back. I absolutely know. And then there'll be a large population that'll be angry confused like why are we going backwards but i think more than we realize they're going to be for they would be pro ozzy gan hmm. i i do i i, I, I just taking the temperature of other fans and, and talking to folks uh you know throughout not only this season but in the in the short off season that it's been i've gotten the sense that there is a huge desire to have ozzy gan back you know, uh, we just don't see it on a regular basis. You and yeah. I. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Again, again there, you always want what you know, right? And you know that has worked and, and you feel it's a, the warm and fuzzy feelings. And you want the opposite of what you just had. You want someone with with a little bit of fire and excitement, a little bit younger, a little, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little edgier. And, and, and you feel like you know that Ozzy would hold his players accountable. You would, at least that's what you would think. And that's what we've been lacking for the last, you know, two plus years. So you, you go, okay, that checks a lot of boxes for me. I know this guy, I don't have to try and figure it out with, with him and you know, how, how he's going to manage the game and how he's going to do this or that, or use his players. You kind of go, okay, I, I've been there, done that. I've seen that before. Most of it was really good and positive. Let's, let's run that back again. You can get me on board for that. And to be honest with you, Nick, you could probably get me on board for that too. I'm just in the mode of, like I said, I'm in the mode of something different. I need somebody that's mm -hmm. going to come in from outside the organization that's going to be able to look the organization in the face and say, if I'm going to be the manager of this ball club, this is how we're going to run things. And this is how I would, uh, this is how I would do this and this. And these are the people that I would hire in these spots. And that's what we need. If I'm going to be hired, that's what I need to have happen. I just don't know if, if Ozzy, though he says, you know, he's his own man and this and that he's still very loyal to Jerry Reinsdorf and vice versa. They're loyal to each other. He's got a very, you know, from, from what I've heard and, and seen him talk about, it's, it's almost like father son type of relationship. So it's very, very hard to go and, and have a dissenting voice to him. He might be able to do it to Kenny. He might be able to do it to Rick, but it would be hard. I think for, for Ozzy to have that much of a dissenting voice with Jerry Reinsdorf. And, and that wouldn't be a Han or Williams hire uh, at all. No. Um, I feel like that would be Reinsdorf trying to uh, serve two masters, um, mm. trying to, you know, maybe, you know, mend a fence that 
things things went wrong uh, after the 2011 uh, uh, season. And I, I want to still have control, uh, but I'm also going to put in somebody that is a fan favorite. So yeah. I've got someone that's kind of loyal to me, uh, but also the fans will get back on, on the organization yeah. side for them, for the most part, uh, yeah. obviously not everybody. You're not going to, you're not going to please everybody. How many times can people get rehired by Jerry Reinsdorf that he feels like he's been wrong, that, that he's wronged? Is there, a, is there a list of people that are just showing up going, you know, you've also wronged me back in the day. I'd, I'd like a job, please. If you feel you've been wrong <laughs> by Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, fill out this form. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. One, one guy that will not be a Chicago White Sox manager is Bruce Bochy. Uh, hmm. He was hired by the Texas Rangers also on Friday. Friday was a crazy day with a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and Bochi was an odds favorite uh, a couple weeks ago. Odds makers were loving uh, Bruce Bochi going to the White Sox. So here came the Rangers. And it's, it's hey, nothing against Bochi. He's a winner. Uh, he's only been out of the game for a couple of years. I wouldn't have been surprised uh, if he was named White Sox manager, but I'm glad they went in a different direction. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Bochi, somebody told me his his record with uh san francisco though he had what the three world championships he was a 500 manager hmm. which he would have would have been perfect for yeah, us right on. yeah right, that's maybe actually right why he was alley. Alley. I, I, I couldn't even him. believe it this person told me that i i never looked it up or fact checked it i just assume when people tell me things that they're telling yeah, me the truth that's the so right way to do I it i can't yeah. but you know i'll take it you know if you're going to tell me that bruce bochi is going to be your manager for six years you're going to have a 500 record but you're going to have three world world series sure, okay who cares i'll, I'll take yeah. that um, but yeah, good for Bruce Bochy. I, again, I, I'm looking for, you know, I, I'm kind of in that mode of next up and coming, mm-hmm. you know, like hot yeah. manager mm-hmm. type, like a little bit younger, a little bit more in tune with today's game, a little less, uh, red ass type of old man in the room type of guy. Uh, I'm, I'm more into this a little bit younger, <laughs> hipper type of manager. How's that? I've always known you to be into the young hip stuff and what's going yeah. on. You oh, seem to yes. always have yeah. your finger on the pulse of what's happening. You know me, baby. Um, <laughs> well, would you like a spot? Is I guess uh, what I'm getting at here is, yeah, is he I now mean, creeped into like everything you've heard now. And yeah, and- I, everything, I mean, everything you, again, I, I like guys that come from organizations that have won recently, regardless of, you know, what you think about the Astros. He came in after the Astros cheating scandal. Not that really that makes a, a lot of that, a difference to me anyway. I don't really care uh, if you can, if you can motivate people and you know what you're doing and you can make good moves, you know, I, I, I could care less if you came from an organization that cheated. So, um, I'd like to think that he's had a good hand in helping Dusty Baker over the last couple of years, and they've had a lot of great success. Now, Nick, you're only as good as the talent on the field. So, uh, again, can you make up a lineup? Can you make the right pitching moves when they need to be made? And can you motivate people and get them to want to run through a wall for you? That's mm. that's what I that's what I really need from a manager. If you can mm. do those types of things, and again, hit your layups. Don't make, don't try and outthink yourself and outmanage yourself, right? This go with what you think is right, but don't try and be too cute and, and out try and outthink the world here. It's, yeah. it is just baseball after all. 
Yeah, and, and the Phillies really showed it. Um, they're playing fun baseball. They're playing team baseball. It's exciting. Um, as we record here on October 23rd, this is the 17-year uh, anniversary of the big Paul Canerco Grand Slam in Game 2 of the 2005 World Series. Of course, Scotty Pods had the walk-off, uh, beat Houston 7-6. to six. Uh, the next time we record, we will miss the actual anniversary of the Sox winning the World Series uh, and taking down the Houston Astros in four straight games. Uh, again, I, I, we bring it up. Uh, we we remember it because it actually happened. Uh, I do <laughs> like to reflect on it every year around this time and, and think back to where I was for each game, who I watched it with, and and then just those emotions, those feelings, everything that poured into the offseason. And you better believe I was at SoxFest January 2006, and it it was just – I mean, people were in tears. People were crying, you know, as people shared their story. You want to talk about a town hall that really uh, was wonderful. Um, that, that was 2006. People coming up to the microphone – and thanking that panel, um, the the Kenny Williams, the the Gian, you know, and beyond uh, for what happened and and like how that affected them, their family, and everything. Uh, so this week here is these these anniversaries of the 2005 World Series uh, occur. I don't know. I, I will be thinking about that, and and that was a special time for Sox Fest and. I don't think you should just simply limit it to, well, if it was good, let's have a festival. I, I think yeah. you got to ride the wave. Yeah. No, I agree with that, Nick. And I always uh, enjoy this week and, and long for uh, these memories to happen more frequently when we can talk about not just one season that we uh, look so fondly upon, but many, many others. And, uh, you know, I'll always think about that, uh, that, that 2005 season and that October as gut wrenching and mm. the, the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life. And the most joy that I had felt up into the, up until that point in my life, really, I mean, nothing could replace it. I was not married yet. I had no kids. So yeah. that was all I had, you know, yeah. for me, that was, that was all I had was, was that moment. I mean, I shouldn't say it that way. I had, I had a wonderful life at that, at that point. I wasn't living on the streets, but I, I, it was, that was really the biggest joy and thrill of my entire yeah. life was, no, I get it. Was yeah. that, was that moment. And still, I remember as, you know, Canerico caught the ball, uh, for the final out, I still couldn't believe it. I had to look to others to my left and to my right and ask mm -hmm. people if I saw what I really saw, did that yeah. really just happen? I couldn't, I still couldn't believe it. It, it was a, it was a magical run. 11 and thank and God one, for the, the, there was no replay because, yeah. Um, I really think he was safe, but either way, yeah. we, we won. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 11 and one during that postseason, and the Houston Astros are, are you know, uh, knocking on the door, unfortunately. They're, they're a buzzsaw right now in this, mm -hmm. in this postseason, but that was such a fun, um, team throughout the year and, and fun postseason where, and in a way, in a weird way, I was kind of disappointed when it was over. It was like, of course, I love, I absolutely love, we're, 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 we got it. We, we, no one will ever take this away from us. But I wish there was more. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to continue to watch this team. Um, but you know, if, if you if you lose a game here and there, 
you never know what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. those were some of those were tight, tight games. Oh uh, yeah. You know, and so uh, hey, again, uh, celebrate uh, if you do celebrate. Uh, remember, you know, 17 years ago, uh, we were on top of the world. Even though there are a lot of folks that don't remember it and won't report it, it won't announce it. Uh, it happened. It, it really happened. And that's why you have to retweet the videos when they when they come out. Yeah, like sure. It. Tell yep. your stories and tell yep. your kids, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. how you that's how you rock Vinny to bed as you tell them. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time long ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to start putting those DVDs in. Although I'll have to get a, a DVD player um, to to start playing some of those uh, for him later in life. Of course, uh, Pat, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, trying to make sense of what in the world is going on with this team that we uh, absolutely love. Hey, Nick, it was a blast as always. By the next time we record, we'll be uh, on the eve of Halloween. Will we have a uh, a new manager before we record next? What do you think? No, I, I don't think no. we will. So we're still going to be talking about rumors and yep. and what could happen and maybes and following, yep. you know, Portillo's Beef Sandwich Guy.com. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> It'll be a, it should be a scary uh, episode for sure. Yeah. Oh, hmm. yeah. That was, <laughs> why did, did we have to, you can edit that out, right? I should. Take that I joke out. Yeah. All right, I buddy. Can. It was uh, great to talk to you. Let's, yeah. uh, let's hope that we have some good news by the next time and maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk about a Sox fest 2029 Mm -hmm. uh pat always a pleasure buddy folks uh, really appreciate uh, you spending time with us Uh, you can find this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast pass it along to other Sox fans in your life Uh, also uh, check us out on youtube Uh, just search good guys talk back subscribe to the channel all that good stuff we're on twitter at good guys tv we've got a facebook fan page uh, it's never a dull moment in the off season. Uh, hopefully, uh, better days are ahead for this White Sox team. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.